0: What's up y'all and welcome to probably the best fitness and nutrition podcast ever. We know there's a ton of wellness information out there,
1: but we also know that by learning to optimize your nutrition, fitness, recovery, mindset, and relationships that you'll feel more human than ever.
0: That's why we take fitness and nutrition seriously, but not ourselves.
1: So turn up your volume while learning, laughing, and crying with us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rue Fitness to stay up to date on the best fitness advice and at Stacked Coaching for all of the most important nutrition tips and tricks.
0: And now, the podcast that will change your life. Probably. Probably. What up, what up? We can get right into rolling with this. You okay with that? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Abby was a little nervous. (laughs) She said, I hope I don't say like too much. Well, here's your warning, Abby.
2: <laughs> Great. <laughs> now it's
0: on your head. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know Abigail, um, she's been with us since she was 14 or 15? 15. 15. 15. And she's about to be 21 next month.
1: Woo! <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. Do you prefer Abby or Abigail? It's weird.
2: It depends on who it is. Like, all of my school friends call me Abigail, and if they call me Abby, it's, it's weird. What about me? I feel like you always call me Abby, so I'm used to that. Okay. And I, just, so you must for Abigail. If all
1: of your school friends call you Abigail, that's how you introduced yourself when you went to LSU. Like, hi, I'm Abigail. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But then all of my gymnastics friends call me BB. I answer to anything, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Bradley. If you call Bradley Brad, he's like. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Even when there are like people
0: who, I I don't want to say above me, but like, like older you, no, not older, older, but like, um, different levels of stature in business okay like when i come across at a conference or something and i'm like oh my god like let's say mark sisson for example and okay. i meet him he's like oh hey brad i'm like it's not brad yeah it's <laughs> i will correct him always lay, correct lay that hammer so, down uh from now on i will call you abigail okay just like that
1: 21st Since birthday that. on the horizon senior year in college on the horizon yeah god what are, what are our fast. plans for a 21st <laughs> birthday what are you gonna do I don't know. We have a game that weekend, so we'll probably just do that. Who
0: do we play?
2: I don't know. McNeese. Oh, nothing exciting. An
1: yeah. LSU Maybe football exciting. game, just so everybody's clear. Yeah. So uh, yes. this <laughs> is gonna be this is gonna
0: be Abigail's fourth year at LSU. Um, last year we're not gonna count, but the previous two years, uh, before that, so it our counts. Question. Well, no, it's the COVID year. No one went to games. You don't know where I'm oh, going with this. Oh, okay. <laughs> So nobody uh, knows where you're going with us. <laughs> I go to quite a handful of games and uh, every single time Abigail's like, Come say hi, and then it's a giant game of text phone tag for <laughs> over you the course of fifteen hours on a Saturday, <laughs> lost reception. <laughs> um, Abigail probably like lost her phone or fell in a fire pit or something like that. Oh, and, ooh, that actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never seen her. L- 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 that game is day. True. I've never seen you
2: maybe this year
0: maybe this year maybe we'll make it happen this year oh, fingers oh crossed football will, is normal I will yeah. you'll be 21 I'll bring you some mm-hmm. alcohol
2: great awesome you wouldn't have done that before <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Terry and Shane uh turn it off right now
1: no <laughs> they would do the same thing yeah. awesome so
0: about a year ago,
1: I don't know where you're going with this, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know.
2: You're looking at me. You like started
0: <laughs> nutrition coaching with Emily.
2: Mm-hmm. About a year ago, like in the
1: middle. I'm get you're talking
0: the mic right here. Okay, thanks.
2: <laughs>
1: you okay. were a beta tester, right? Mm-hmm. So July of 2020. So a year ago, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What made you decide to start nutrition coaching?
1: Well, the
2: fresh from 15 definitely hit, and then I kind of. Just fell into all of that and not really prioritizing nutrition or fitness or anything. And then we all went to quarantine and I took a long, hard look in the mirror and was just not happy with how I looked or how I felt. And I reached out to Emily before I knew about beta testing or anything just to do regular stuff. And she told me she was doing this new thing. Do you want to try it? (laughs) I was like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: So. All right, I'm going to back it up now because um, Abigail, we said she started with us when she was 15 and she was automatically like one of the fittest persons I've ever been around. Mm -hmm. Um, She is a former gymnast. You took that to a pretty high level.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, not Simone Biles, but (laughs) but you were pretty good.
1: right? (laughs) She wasn't the goat, but she was pretty good. (laughs) You're pretty good. Okay. And
0: you actually became one of the fittest teens in the world when you were sixteen.
2: Sixteen, yeah.
0: Sixteen. So Abigail qualified for um, the like basically the next level in the CrossFit Games, and as a sixteen-year-old, and I want to say you were top fifty, top sixty, something like that.
2: Something like that, yeah. Yeah.
0: So super impressive. I remember like spending. A weekend with you in the gym, <laughs> yeah. just you and I, just like hammering stuff oh away. Yeah, <laughs> and weekend. you would look at me like, Are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> I need to do this again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to do it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Big, big brunch after that weekend. I big brunch? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes.
0: How was your experience through that though? Like, what was it like for you and, and what motivate you, motivated you and drove you to do all this crazy shit at 15, 16, 17?
2: Well, I think gymnastics definitely helped just because I was in the gym for gymnastics so much more than I ever was when we were doing all of the crossfit stuff so i was kind of used to it mm-hmm. and like having something to work for and just do i really like and having a goal and setting it really drives me so i think it wasn't it was never anything i didn't want to do and once everyone in the gym like got excited and everything <laughs> like that it was fun
0: yeah we all got excited
2: mm-hmm
1: are the gymnastics things about CrossFit your favorite? Like, do you like the gymnastics movements the best? Or as you have evolved with fitness, have you latched on to other CrossFit movements? Just curious, like... I think definitely, like,
2: handstand walks and all of that will always be my favorite. Yeah. I hate toes to bar, but that's really? just because of all of the different rules of toes to bar. But... <laughs> I don't know. I like the... <laughs> but i like endurance workouts now which i hated when i started so i guess it's definitely changed how do
1: you feel about the barbell i like
2: it to an extent i like doing faster workouts with the lighter
1: barbell Mm -hmm. maxing out and stuff isn't my favorite and yet you put yourself out of your comfort zone and tried that. Because I remember you and I competed head to head in the same weight class oh, for yeah. the powerlifting competition. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know if she had a choice. I kind of like <laughs> said, hey, I think you're going to do this. that That's what you <laughs> did to <laughs> me, too. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. What I the, I pow- <laughs> the
1: powerlifting competition was not a choice for Emily either. Bradley was like, hey, so I signed you up for this thing. <laughs> I found
0: Abigail a singlet and was like, you're doing this. <laughs> oh, <God>. Get ready. <laughs> And you won, right?
2: No, Emily won. Oh, you, it was you, just po- you podied
0: him, though. Oh.
2: Yeah, it was just two of us in our weight class. But I did, I guess I podied on She got second, second in her weight class. Because we got second we in your weight class. we were the classes. only <laughs> ones. <Nice job.
0: laughs> you say that, but you won best overall lifter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so congrats. Thanks. Oh, all right. <laughs> what? Um, so, I do want to give some props here to Terry and Shane because they raised one of the best persons that I know. <laughs> and that is you. Um, you've been with us for, I don't want to cry here on the <laughs> podcast. I feel like i about to. <laughs> but you've been with us for almost six years now. Um, and you babysit our kids and you work here at Roo. And I would not trust, well, there is no one outside family here that I would trust more with our kids than you. Mm-hmm. So um, that and you have already shown this summer with us uh, at Rue um, an incredible work ethic that I haven't seen before and a drive that you also had in fitness and gymnastics. Like, that shows forth in what you do at school. For those of you who don't know, Abby has over a 3.5 GPA. Um, probably going to graduate with that.
2: That's planned.
0: plan. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm su- – Super psyched to have us. We're keeping a spot uh, yeah. warm here. She's gonna work for us <laughs> uh-huh. while she's at her last year in college. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> remotely from right. Baton Rouge. It's not just your work ethic either. I think work ethic shows up when you're asked to do something and you do it. You you not only go above and beyond for the things that we ask you to do, but you come to us with ideas of how to make things better and how to propel things in a new direction. And that initiative is something that I really appreciate about you. (laughs) Thanks.
0: (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) all the mushy shit out of the way now. All right. Abigail actually came to us with the idea for this. And it's, uh, I think the name of the podcast is fucked up college diet culture. That's (laughs) That's not it?
1: That's not it. (laughs) We'll figure out the name. (laughs) But anyway,
0: um, we want to talk about like why nutrition fitness is such a shit show um, in college. And uh, what can we do about it?
1: Let's just talk about what you see. What do you see as uh, going into your senior year at LSU among your peers?
2: I mean, it's kind of two things, especially being in a sorority and living in the sorority house, you see the girls who are on the Adderall ice coffee diet and they eat a bagel a day and are like, oh, I'm fine, like da, da 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 and then you see the girls who are stressed or anxious or this or that and eating seven chocolate chip cookies and freaking out, and you see kind of the two polar opposites of I'm going to not eat to do whatever, and then I'm going to eat everything to make myself feel better.
1: So disordered eating on both
2: ends Mm -hmm, of the spectrum.
1: Definitely.
0: Holy shit. I didn't know that existed.
1: Yeah. I don't feel like it was like that when we – or at least our circle when we were at LSU. Man. Really? You didn't know that?
0: No, that is nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Is that
1: something that you saw in high school too? Is that just like adolescence these days or is that you think – specific to college like do you think the the pressure of college and having more independence in college is leading to some of these behaviors or is this like something that you have seen that has carried over from even high school
2: I mean it definitely wasn't as prominent in high school I think just because you have parents cooking for you and this and that but once it's you on your own I feel like people take it to a whole nother level
1: yeah I'm always cognizant of that when I approach nutrition with my kids because I think that a lot of times the greater the hold the greater the rebellion like if I force healthy foods on them at all times and you can only have this kind of bread and whatever I think that the more you try to control, as soon as they get some independence, they're gonna rebel against mm-hmm. that in a lot of ways. So the
0: opposite holds true too. Yeah, which is there are no rules, there are no right parameters set, and you end up eating pizzas, donuts, and cookies, and Taco Bell and I, I all agree. that stuff over yeah. and over again. So um, from a parental standpoint, like yeah. there has to be parameters set. You also have to let your kids explore fun shit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is definitely a go-between. And it's not an easy thing. Like, it's everybody, everybody thinks that, like, I I don't know what people think about what our kids eat, (laughs) but I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm not going to sit up here and lie. Like, it's it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult maneuvering nutrition for our kids because we are trying to watch out for these obstacles that might... um, create some type of mental block in the future while at the same time not letting them have ice cream twice a day
1: right or every day
0: you know um and so we have a we have a candy box at our house uh, there's a bunch of shit in there and when i say shit shit
1: but like okay. a lot of that shit is still from easter it <laughs> you is, it's like, it is.
0: <laughs> um, we don't
1: dip into it every single day
0: yeah and there are a lot of times where we just have to say no so I mean it's it's there, but anyway,
1: <laughs> <not gonna laughs> cut off that. on a tangent. Yeah, get off on a tangent. <laughs>
0: but um, in terms of the like Adderall and iced coffee diet with mm-hmm. a bagel, what do you think that stems from? Is there pressure from the sorority? Is it pressure from parents to look like them? Wh- what do you think that comes from?
2: I think it's a lot of different things. I mean, there's some people who talk about their moms and their moms eat a handful of almonds and that's it. And it comes from parents. But then it's also like I'm surrounded by 300 girls every day in my sorority and I want to look like they want like how they look. And that's the only way I can I feel like I can do it.
0: It's interesting that you say that. And the reason I say it's interesting is because while you've been in school, this whole dad bod thing came out, right? Mm -hmm. Where all the boys have these rather unfit, I'm gonna I don't care. (laughs) They're in college, they can handle it, (laughs) unfit bodies. And by Mm -hmm. unfit, I mean, it looks like they're 40. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: They have man boobs. Um, I mean, they look like I looked in college. We'll just (laughs) throw that out there, okay? Uh, But that's become like really acceptable and girls are attracted to that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I would have been hot as shit in college. <laughs> but, you
1: did pretty well for yourself. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I raked in. <laughs> but but anyway, so I find that interesting that that's like okay for the guys to look like that. But the girls are using Adderall and iced coffee too.
2: Yeah, and it's not okay for the girl. I mean, they're going to look how they want to look, but... Right. The still standard for how girls look hasn't changed.
0: Have you seen any, um, I mean, we're specifically talking about women here, but like, have you seen it on the guy side at all?
1: No. I mean, there's seen what? Disordered eating?
0: Disordered eating or maybe uh, body dysmorphia from a, you know, early age that you can You can spot.
2: um, I mean, I'm sure it's there, but guys talk about that stuff so much differently than girls do. Mm -hmm. Like I was with a group of like guys and girls the other day and they were all like, oh, well, I weigh this much and I weigh this much. And the girls were looking at each other like we would never sit here and tell each other how much we weigh. I don't know. I think it's just a different way that they talk about themselves. So it's not comparable, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, makes total sense.
1: Do you think social media plays a role at all? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is the biggest thing that has changed since we were in college. Like Facebook just started existing. I think our my sophomore year of college, so it wasn't like it is today, Uh, and I definitely see that playing a role Mm -hmm. in how adolescence and you know girls specifically feel about themselves and that whole like comparison mm-hmm. thing that's happening right now so
2: well I remember when Instagram took away that you could see how many likes a picture got or your picture got and people were freaking out about it because they're like how am I supposed to feel like, oh. validated
1: yeah looking for that external validation mm-hmm. all the time and that hit of dopamine that now they're not getting yeah. and so now they don't know how to feel interesting mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't know Instagram did that. Yeah. It, it, it was, was short-lived? Yeah,
0: it was short-lived.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Twitter tried to play
0: them. around with it, too, and that it got rid of that, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Crazy.
0: So how do you feel health and nutrition, and we can talk about LSU specifically, because uh, that's where you go, is promoted there? Is it?
2: Not really, especially the start, like the biggest thing I see is you start your freshman year and you're eating at the 459 every day, and the 459 has a pasta bar, pizza bar, any bar you can think of, the <laughs> salad bar is like wilted leaves and stuff, like the options there just aren't good.
0: I, I remember and when I was a freshman at LSU, because I had the uh, the the meal plan or Mm -hmm. whatever right but like you end up eating at the union so much because they have chick-fil-a and Mm -hmm. all the other stuff
2: express (laughs) (laughs) all kinds of stuff that
0: you would end up like using your um you're giving friends meals you're taking people to the Mm -hmm. cafeteria at the end of the semester but anyway uh I was this is where I was going with this is it's very similar to drinking right as in um all of a sudden you get to college and you're like, well, mom and dad's not looking over my shoulder, let's go party it up, right? Yeah. Or I can skip class and there's really no repercussions until the end of the semester where my report card mm-hmm. comes because no one's calling me up to check on me, oh. right? Mom and dad's not saying get out of bed, right? Mm-hmm. And so the same thing can be said for food. Now wait, I, I can go to the union and there's like 20 different fast food restaurants and I can get literally whatever I want whenever I want it and there is no um education sent you want to hit the decline on that
2: just turn the volume off
0: all good so so there is no one thinks about that where like you know parents are preparing you for sex right (laughs) parents might be preparing you for alcohol parents might talk to you about drugs okay Mm -hmm. Uh, parents definitely gonna talk to you about school, but maybe not in the way that they should. But then when it comes to food, there is zero discussion.
1: Mm -mm. Do you think that would help though?
0: I don't know. It depends on how it's presented and at what age.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you think the freshman 15 happens because of lack of education or is it just, you know?
2: I think it's a lot of things. It's lack of education on food, but I was educated on food. Like I knew we had done the challenges and all of that. I knew what to do, but then constantly being surrounded by people who made different choices and the peer pressure of that definitely plays Uh. a big role of it.
1: We talk about that all the time, like being surrounded by a like-minded group of individuals Mm -hmm. is so key to normalize what you're doing Mm -hmm. Um, and we see it all the time in stacked the people that are the most successful with stacked are the people who participate in the Facebook group and I see that time and time again the people that aren't on Facebook are they successful yeah they can be the but the people who are most successful are the ones that are surrounded by that community Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's interesting so What did it take to change for you? Because you started nutrition coaching with Emily, and I know you were doing things differently in the sorority house last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, and times were different, right? Um, Because school was virtual.
2: For the most part.
0: For the most part. Um, But you were still living in the sorority house. Mm -hmm. You still had a cook, Mm -hmm. right? So can you kind of walk everybody through um, what you did to make sure your success happened?
1: So she took a lot of initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so
2: I mean, the nice thing about living in the house is that they cook you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. But sometimes breakfast, lunch, and dinner consist of pancakes, French toast, KFC bowls like just stuff that you shouldn't eat every single day. So I bought a skillet, I was cooking in our little kitchenette. People would walk in the first month. Every time someone walked in, they were like, what, what are in you the doing? world are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What is going Getting on? Getting fine <laughs> as fuck. <far. Yeah. laughs> but I had, like, a full-stocked pantry under my bed of things and just, like, making better choices. I even talked to the chefs, and I was like, look, can we try to add in some of this or that? And they were really good about it, but people love their pasta bar and stuff, so that was obviously never going away. But just... Being disciplined and willing to make choices that benefited me, I think, was the biggest thing.
1: That's the thing that I appreciate and celebrated publicly all the time when I was working with you, is <clears throat> your willingness to dare to be different and just say like literally everybody around me is doing this and I'm choosing to do it this way mm-hmm. and it's like I'm getting lots of questions and lots of side eye and lots of like what is abigail doing mm-hmm. but your willingness to just say like this is what I'm doing and I'm cool with that I think yeah. is a a trait especially in a 19 20 year old that you just don't see very often <laughs>
0: I feel like you've had that trait for a while, though. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's something that Shane and Terry maybe fostered in you from a young age, and it's just in you. Like, you've always been, I'm going to blaze my own path, yeah. and I don't care what anyone else thinks. And that happened to serve you very s- successfully um, in your nutrition journey.
1: When you were daring to be different in the sorority house and you were getting lots of questions, did you see any of your friends, like, develop any better habits or treat their nutrition and like did you start to trickle down? Mm-hmm. Yes?
2: Yeah, because at the first month everyone was like you are crazy, you're not doing this. What is happening? And then 3 4 months later they're like, "Well, what are you eating?" Cuz like, they saw Can we
1: use they your saw s- the transformation. Can we use the
2: skillet. Like what are those Kodiak pancakes you're yeah. making kind of thing and just asking questions and learning more and they'll text me still to this day and be like look like what are a couple good meals that you made in the sorority house that we can make
1: look at you being an influencer yeah, <laughs> it was cool.
0: so this year should be pretty easy
2: yeah with the apartment
0: yeah because you mm-hmm. live in an apartment off campus mm-hmm. um you can have a full kitchen you control all your food yeah are you excited
2: i'm so excited <laughs> 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 what
0: about fitness um was that promoted at all or or is the rec? I mean, because I saw the same people when I went to the rec, and I didn't go very often, but I did mostly to play racquetball, I'm like a nerd.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, played a lot of
2: racquetball. <laughs> I mean, the U Ride tries to do like little challenges and stuff, but like my freshman, my sophomore year, people that only knew me sophomore year of college probably never would have guessed that I ever was at a gym, did gymnastics, anything, because I never went to the gym. I took a two-hour nap in the middle of the day, like, just didn't really do anything. I think the best thing about the UREC is they do, like, group classes and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I think the easiest way to do it is go with someone, because a lot of people are afraid of the gym, too. Like, a lot of girls are afraid of the gym and the meatheads in the
1: gym. Mm Hmm. (laughs) If how would you go about helping your age group get more knowledge get inspired like get motivated oh man I don't know I
2: mean I think if people realized more like what I realized through stacked, is you can go out and have fun and eat these things and do these things but balance it with good nutrition and working out and everything people would be so much more willing to do it but a lot of people look at us look at it as an all or nothing yes and are like well I don't want that
1: one of the biggest light bulb moments I think that you had I know you know the story that I'm about Mm -hmm. to tell I think one of the most the biggest light bulbs that you had in working with me is you shared in your tracker one day like Mm -hmm. I am feeling a certain kind of way because I'm seeing all of these people around me, all of my friends make, like, do all these fun things. And I feel like I have to isolate myself because I can't do the things that they're doing because Mm -hmm. I have these goals and I'm working with you. And I said, Abby, what do you want to do? And you said, I really want to go to (laughs) Chick-fil-A with my friends. And I said, cool, let's plug in Chick-fil-A into your macro targets and Mm -hmm. work around that for the rest of the day. And you were like, Oh, (laughs) you're like, I don't have to eat egg whites and, you know, tuna packets and rice (laughs) cakes for the rest of my life. Like I can incorporate Chick-fil-A. And in the language that you just used when we were talking about the sorority house and you were talking about pancakes and French toast and KFC bowls, you didn't say like that disgusting, terrible food. You said it's not food that you should eat every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that tells me that you are viewing things on a spectrum rather than having a black and white mentality. It's not all or nothing. You can live in the middle. You can look the way that you want to look you can feel the way that you want to feel and you can incorporate some of that fun stuff into your life Mm -hmm. you can have it all yeah
0: i love it (laughs) (laughs) Well, it makes it makes me think a little bit about this morning like our breakfast um yeah yeah so we went to we we, felt
1: like garbage (laughs) yeah
0: we took our son to bearcat cafe today um off of ferret and it's our second time there yeah um i love their pancakes
1: their pancakes are the best pancakes I've ever had and the, in my life. the biscuit really? was They're fantastic, so too. Uh,
0: but so it was Brennan starts school on Thursday, and we kind of wanted to take him to a breakfast before, and we love taking him to breakfast. He loves eating, and so we're all in. Um, <laughs> we so like eating. We ordered <laughs> a ton of food, <laughs> like a ton of food. Uh, Emily, would you have Bearcat breakfast, which was breakfast potatoes. You had two fried eggs, um, bison, bison sausage, sausage and, uh, and pancakes.
1: That I shared with you
0: right i got the <laughs> crab scramble so i had uh crab meat with egg whites mm-hmm. all right because uh, i opted for that because i knew my fat intake was already going to be super high um with breakfast potatoes some asparagus and then brennan had eggs and pancakes and mm-hmm. fruit and then we got biscuits <laughs> to start Food. and i also got a side of bison sausage <laughs> Now, we're, we didn't need all that. Yeah, this probably you have no idea where this story is going. But I'll tell you this. I started with the pancakes. OK, and I brought my scale because um, I'm kind of zoned in right now. And g- going to the breakfast of three of us, it's easy for me to wait. Daring
1: my to be different at yeah. breakfast. With so with his uh, scale. love it.
0: I weigh my pancake. Well, I weigh the biscuit, eat the biscuit, Tastes delicious, felt fine. Great. Move on. So pancakes, I think I'm gonna start with the pancakes. I weigh my pancakes, I eat the pancake. I'm like, huh, fantastic. Eat some of the eggs. I eat 40 grams of breakfast potatoes, which is about a third of the breakfast potatoes on my plate. They're like And I deep wanna fried. hurl all <laughs> over the place. Like there, and there's, I, I can't describe this, but when you go to Bearcat, if if you finish your plate, there is about a half an inch of oil.
1: It depends on what you order. Depends yeah. on what
0: you order. But for, <laughs> for most part, yeah. 90% of the stuff we've seen, yeah. there's oil at the bottom of the plate. Um, and so the point is, is we tried to choose some healthy options outside of the pancake and the biscuits. <laughs> mm-hmm. The pancake and the biscuits made us feel the best. Yeah. All those healthy options because they were like covered <laughs> and smothered in fat, <laughs> like destroyed both of our stomachs. So I went home and took a 30-minute nap this morning.
1: And, and then you took a walk and felt better. And then I took a walk and felt better. <laughs>
0: um, anyway, what was my point? I don't know. <laughs> I lost my point.
1: <laughs> Maybe that you can have it all. You can eat food yeah. like that and then just get yeah, right back on nothing, track. Nothing, it's right? not all or nothing, right? all or nothing.
0: And it's more or less quantities and how those things fit together over the course of the day. Um, because choosing the healthy options in that moment, how they were prepared, were probably not healthier, um, especially judging by how I felt.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so something else that you said when we did our little debrief call that I just want to touch on, you went through some tough times when we were doing coaching together mm-hmm. and you told me that working through nutrition coaching actually helped you with that.
2: Oh, definitely. Do you want
1: to talk about that?
2: Yeah. So was it, so both of my grandparents passed away like 11 days apart yeah and then like two three months later one of like my really close like basically my second grandpa passed away and like the first two like my grandparents passing away i kind of fell back into habits and like i ate things like make myself feel better and do things like that and i definitely did a lot better than i had before but i still like fell into those habits and it was hard but then the next time, like when my neighbor passed away, I wanted to like sit down and just eat whatever was, it. Like I, I envisioned myself sitting down and eating a giant chocolate cake. And I remember I voxered you and I was like, but I'm not gonna do that. And I went on a walk and I felt a million times better than I ever would have felt. And just learning how to not use food as an emotional tool and have other ways to deal with things is like, one of the biggest takeaways I got from it. Makes me
1: want to cry.
0: <laughs> You're beyond your years, <laughs> Abigail.
1: I mean, that is a lesson that will serve you for life. Like how often do we use other things, whether it's alcohol or drugs or food to cope? And in the moment, does it make us feel better? Absolutely. But it's, it's this trade-off situation. It's trading what makes you feel better good in the moment for what you want most. And ultimately, like going on that path every single time you need to cope with something, it ultimately makes you feel terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And learning that lesson at 20 years old that there are other strategies to cope with emotions than relying on things like chocolate cake and whatever it is. Uh, I mean... That alone is worth the price of admission, I think. Mm -hmm.
0: We had that conversation the other day. Um, You had a tough day at work, and and we don't drink alcohol that often. Uh, And you came home, and I said, you want a glass of wine? And you said, yeah, but then you said, no, because I don't want to drink this as a coping mechanism. Um, And you want to drink it when you're happy or because you want to enjoy it, not because you're Mm -hmm. sad and you want to take the edge off.
1: And not because it's that normal thing to do like right. i don't want to get into a habit a loop trigger. yeah get into a habit loop where bad day means emily goes home and looks for a glass of wine because i need it right. you know um so what else can i do can i go on a walk can i talk to a friend can i whatever it is um but learning that at such a young age will serve you so well mm-hmm.
0: so how can you or us or um, the community help change this for college kids? It, can you foresee a way?
2: I mean, I'm sure there's a way, but it starts with just changing how people in general view health and fitness. I think, I think. making
1: it cool. Like, are there are there people your age to look up to from a health and fitness and nutrition aspect I mean, like athletes or anything that you can think you know like how can we make it cool
0: i get what you're saying and I, and I think about when i was in college we used to brag about how many things we could get from taco bell for like 10 bucks
2: <laughs> that's still a thing and then
0: like dude i came home and i <laughs> ate like five gorditas and a mexican pizza and some cinnamon twist and then mm-hmm. this and boom 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 and you're like proud of it and now if my friend said that to me, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come here. Let's have a chat. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Slap, snap out of it. Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's interesting. I, I think it has to do saying we need to make it cool. Sounds. We sound old as hell yeah. next to Abby. We need to make it lit.
1: Hip. Lit- <laughs> Hip.
0: What, what is the word that I say all the time?
2: Slaps.
1: slaps. Slaps. We got
0: to make nutrition slap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Emily's, fr-
0: uh, <laughs> Abigail's friends are listening. listen and are like, "Why is that old person saying slaps?"
1: <laughs> Remember when I thought TikTok was a rapper? Okay. Just putting that. All on right. There. Yeah, that joke's three years old. All right.
2: <laughs> no, but I think it is about. People realizing they can have balance and do like I probably go out more than ninety percent of my friends. But Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't go out and drink Red Bull vodka anymore. Like I go out and have a tequila water with a lime, and I'm having just as good. Of a little time. bit better. A little yeah, bit better approach. Exactly.
0: Do you drink less tequilas with lime because of it, or
1: I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Big question mark in her yeah. tracker.
0: <laughs> Especially when you don't have to buy them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I always make some go down faster. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> mom, dad, don't watch Yeah. <laughs> Cut it off now. <laughs> kill it, kill it. My mom watches these at work, too. She's going to be sitting at her desk. We like, love oh you, Terry. Exactly.
0: We said all the nice things already. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more of a control in that though now? Like, do you, do you have a like endpoint, or is it is it still like, man, I'm just gonna get fucked up?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it depends on the day, I think, and what. Which is perfectly acceptable. Yeah.
1: You're 20. And normal.
0: And normal, yeah. Yeah. I have plenty of stories of my pants winding up somewhere else. Oh. (laughs) TMI. I mean, like, in a sink or something like that. In a (laughs) sink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) We told these stories at lunch the other day. Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: so anyway. All right. Cool. 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 Goals. Senior year, health and nutrition-wise. What do we got?
2: Health and nutrition-wise? Yeah. Okay. I kind of think I want to run a half marathon. And I like running the lakes, so I'm gonna try to do that, and then just like stay on track with things. Like how if I can do it in the sorority house, I can do the same thing. And I'll
0: tournament. tell you what I tell a couple of my clients: one meal at a time, one day at a time, one workout at a time, um, and you just keep your eye on that next workout, that next meal, mm-hmm. and you'll stay on track and hit your goal. So
1: definitely love it.
0: All right, y'all. Hope you enjoyed this one. Um, if you are in college <laughs> and you need some nutrition coaching. Reach out to Abigail. (laughs) She'll hook you up with us. She'll get a referral (laughs) fee for it. Um, And we'll make it happen. So peace out, y'all.